listen to the way you're sounding, my goodness. Yes, queen, go off, girl boss. Pussy hat slay. I'm here to tell you, there's a group of elitists that run this nation, a bunch of globalists that run the world, and their money runs it. And I'm going to tell you something, it is nothing more than a satanic death cult. Okay, you guys, relax, okay? Take a deep breath. Be fine, don't worry. All right. You ready? Folks, Greg Locke is oh, back. We're not going there immediately. Am I talking over the show opener? Don't worry about that. Greg Locke is back. Nobody likes Greg Locke. You sure? But now that's that kind of statement. Willy nilly nonsense. I thought you said you were going to wait. Wait. The Delta variant was nonsense then. It is nonsense now. Take a cue from me. Quarantine camps. By the way, the word whore is a King James word. Don't get too nervous. My wife's about to pass out in the sawdust. I think they have forgotten the theology of redneckism in America. Better be in the devil's horns. Better be in Kamala Harris's horn. I don't know what There's really not a nefarious plan. Y'all just tenfold hat wearers. I don't know why possible. You will not wear masks in this church. 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 I'm telling you right now, do not get vaccinated. Do not happy get vaccinated. Day. Oh, happy day. He's having a totally normal day. morning. What the fuck? Oh, Better be in the devil's home. Is it though? We have vaccines down here. The Delta variant was nonsense then. It is nonsense now. Are doing TikTok dances. I don't know why pastors don't talk about this stuff. Well, I do. They don't want to seem crazy. I'm already crazy. That's good. Okay. Well, then, that was a. If anybody needs to hire a producer, that was quite the <laughs> intro. I feel like so unprepared now. Like, damn, I, I don't know if I can follow that up, but I'm going to try. All right. We've had a slight change of programming. My producer over there told me to start with something else. I'm choosing to ignore him. Oh, I'm going shit. to start with this. Oh, shit. What happened? Because it's funny. What? Funny? Yes. I don't do funny on this show. 
Really? On this show? Really? You're looking for comedy here? Yes. Mm-mm. Willy-nilly nonsense. Not here. <laughs> so we do have some serious stuff, which we will get to, but I want to cover this one first because I found this literally as the show opener was playing. Saw someone tweet about it. Thought it was a joke tweet. Um, did a search just to see, and it was not a joke tweet. Uh, this 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 is real. This is a thing that happened. So Michael Flynn, familiar name? Uh, Michael Flynn. There were so many names that came while right, that fucking... firing so many fucking people? That orange-faced motherfucker was just in the... Yeah, hiring and firing his oh ass off. God. Like, the Trump administration was a temp service. It really was. Um, <laughs> which, uh, I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I finally saw some episodes of that uh, lip-sync show. And the guy who played LeFou in the uh, Beauty and the Beast remake, he did uh, the Divinals I Touch Myself dressed as Donald Trump, and it was fucking hilarious. Oh. It was fucking hilarious. I kind of want to hang out with him now. I bet he's actually really funny in person. (laughs) Anyways, Michael Flynn, uh, Trump flunky, also the former national security advisor who has embraced the QAnon conspiracy theory and advocated for a violent military uh, military overthrow of the United States, has a new conspiracy theory. Now, Flynn, who was fired, prosecuted, and then pardoned over his lies to the FBI in the Rus- Russia investigation, brought up a new idea on a far-right internet show Wednesday. Do you even want to try to guess? He was on Ron Filipkowski's show, if you want to know. Ron Filipkowski? Yeah. Polish. Gotta be. Name? Yeah. Do you even want to guess what the fuck his uh, little conspiracy theory is? I can guess everything. I'm, I'm brilliant. Okay. Uh, conspiracy... No, no, I don't. I don't these days. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Look, actually, this no. This shit's just too fucking... I, I literally... I thought it was an Onion headline, and it's real, and now I'm covering it on the podcast, man. And I'm like an abstract artist, and Republicans are beating me to the shit. Oh, Lord. Um... Oh, shit. Where did it just go? Uh-oh. 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 I had a slight problem. Um, it was one of those ones that has, like, all the um, the tweets embedded, and I accidentally clicked a tweet, and it took me to Twitter. And I was like, no. I was not trying to click the tweet. All right. Um, so <laughs> here we go. This guy had White House clearance. He worked in the White House. He was a security advisor. His brilliant idea is, somebody sent me a thing this morning where they're talking about putting the vaccine in salad dressing. I'm thinking to myself, this is bizarre world. These people are seriously thinking about how to impose their will on our society and it has to stop. Somebody sent that to him? Yes. That's a lying fibber. Yes, it is. What the fuck? Nobody sent you that shit, you lying ass. But also, like, nigga, in the salad dressing, they're going to... How does this even work? They're going to put vaccines in the salad dressing. Yeah, like, are they putting it in the bottle in the kitchen and shaking it up? Right, because, they- like, vaccines have to be refrigerated. You buy salad dressing off the shelf until you open it. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. I forgot that you can just buy vaccines. You can just kind of yeah, go you can to the just vaccine, buy a vaccine store and just stick it in there. Um, like not everybody uses the same amount of salad dressing, right? Some people eat salads almost every day. Some people eat salads once a year. Huh. How? What? Is he just trying to get them to not eat vegetables? Like I don't know. They always be trying to 
do goofy shit to own the libs. Maybe now it's like, just eat meat, no vegetables, colon cancer, own the libs. Like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right, that's, that's like a thing. I, I was listening to the Citations Needed program because there are podcasts I actually like. There is shit that I actually listen to to not critique. Mm-hmm. And they were covering how, like, there was propaganda behind making, like, meat, it's what's for dinner. Or beef, yeah, beef it's, it's what's, for, what's dinner. for dinner. That shit's been tied to tacky-ass manhood since Everness. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, since so, Everness. It's just because I don't remember the date from the episode I listened to. <laughs> no, I mean, that's always been a thing, is, um, like, perceiving, like, eating vegetables as, like, girly and eating a man as, like, masculine. But, uh, you know, a lot of it, I think, is still tied to those, like, weird like conservative stereotypes about masculinity Hmm. where they're like acting like everyone among their ranks is some like uh you know like broad broad shouldered uh square jawed six foot five tall man who you know does like physical manual labor and literally does need like three thousand calories a day and a huge chunk of it is you know protein because you know, at, like he's a coal miner or something. You know what I mean? Like that whole weird fetishizing the the masculine male and uh, the worker and then just uh... It'd be funny how so many of these fucking real jobs are like you you watch the machine. <laughs> like there's one person I walk past at the GM plant. They have a privacy wall over their station, but it's mm. like it's propped up on table legs. So you can just see their feet literally up on a stool as they lean back in their chair and just watch the machine run. And and I bet this is someone who tells their kids they bust their ass at work, not like some lazy person on welfare. (laughs) Probably. So many, like, I don't actually see anyone breaking a sweat in the GM plant. My bad. Oh, no, you're fine. No, no, I totally get that. I think that's always been a thing, though, with, like, the real jobs, because we don't act... A big part of, like, the real job sort of, I guess, like, mythology is that it always involves, like, some sort of, like, physical labor, like, it's demanding and all that. But we actually treat people who have physical jobs like shit all the time. Yeah. Like, cashiers are on their feet way more than, you know, uh, middle management in a cubicle. But who, like, but the guy from the cubicle is perfectly fine going into a Starbucks and yelling at the barista. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) So, yeah, and then even, like, what, like, fucking coal miners and shit? Yeah, good luck dying from black lung. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, we won't even give them health care, <laughs> but, like, we have this, like, we love workers. We love workers so much. Workers are so amazing. But then anyone who has these quote-unquote real jobs is just, like, wildly disrespected, but that's fine. We're going to talk more about jobs later, because I apparently said something mean, and then someone locked their Twitter account, and I'm just a big old bully. Oh, that fucking guy. So we're going to get there. Um, but I did say we had some serious stuff to cover. So we are going to cover this story, which um, is actually like, oddly enough, an update of a story from the 1980s, right? So um, this is a rape culture story. This is definitely a trigger warning here. So Dr. Morris Wertman, who is a gyneco- was a gynecologist, forcibly impregnated women without consent Uh, A woman has accused a fertility doctor of secretly using his own sperm um, during, uh, where did they, I just forgot that, uh, during in vitro. It was in vitro, right? That's what Uh, what they're doing, yeah. Um, So I could, like, I didn't see the word fast enough and I was like, oh shit, I forgot the word. I'm sure it's in this article somewhere though. 
Um, but yeah, so this is actually uh, like the update of the story. So a woman is suing a New York fertility doctor, claiming he used his own sperm to secretly impregnate multiple patients, something she said she discovered when doing DNA gene- uh, genealogy tests that revealed she had at least nine half-siblings. Holy crap. Uh, the lawsuit was filed by the 35-year-old daughter of a woman who got fertility treatments from Dr. Morris Wortman in Rochester, New York in the 1980s. Uh, it said he falsely told the family the sperm, the sperm donor had been a local medical student. He kept the truth a secret even after the woman, his biological daughter, became his gynecology patient. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Oh, ew. Yeah, I have my commentary on this is already pre-recorded and uploaded yeah. to the website. And it's the kind of stuff that gets us removed. I'm not uploading that one to YouTube. There's yeah. no use. Like, I just, it's on our, my commentary is on our website. Can't go on YouTube. Can't go on Facebook. Because I'm making threats and whatever. All right. Just fertilizer. Um. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I should have said that. Just fertilizer. Um. So that's seriously fucked up. Uh, Wortman was with patients and unable. So he's still fucking working. This article is from Tuesday, yesterday. Yeah. So this article is from yesterday, and he was with patients and unavailable for comment. So he's still working. So that's nine people that so we he's still know fucking of. Working. What the fuck? Because how many more are there now? All right. So the office did not immediately respond when asked the name of an attorney. Uh, The case is one of more than 20 instances in recent years where fertility doctors have been accused of using their own sperm rather than samples from anonymous donors to treat patients. Uh, The discovery of such scenarios has been made possible with the rise of genealogy sites like Ancestry.com and 23andMe. One of those is run by Mormons and the other one shares your information with police. You should probably never use one of those ever if you haven't. Don't do it. Um, In Indiana, Dr. Donald Klein was accused of using his own sperm to impregnate as many as dozens of women after telling him the donors were anonymous. He ultimately pleaded, you are fucking kidding me. All right. Well, you heard what he did, impregnated dozens of women uh, in saying that it wasn't his sperm when it was. He ultimately pleaded guilty to lying to investigators during an investigation and was given a one-year suspended sentence. Doesn't suspended mean you don't go to jail unless you really fuck up? Uh, well, that's the thing. Rape culture is not really fucking up in rape culture. Uh, HBO released a documentary last year called Baby God about a Nevada doctor accused of inseminating multiple patients with his sperm. In another example, a Colorado doctor was sued by six families alleging negligence and fraud for using his own sperm in several successful artificial insemination procedures between 1975 to 1989. Yeah, I I, I said some stuff about this cat. But that also means that if this was like 75 to 89, that also means that these people are literally just now finding out. So like the kids, that, because these kids are all in their 30s now. In some cases, their 40s. So they've really spent the last three years thinking, like, this child is their biological child. Like, that's fucked up. And also, like, from a strictly, like, medical perspective, that's also really fucked up. Because um, I do believe if you donate sperm that you have to fill out, like, a whole medical history 
So like there could literally be someone right now who has something that's being undiagnosed because they don't have a, allegedly have a family history of it because they were given the wrong family history because this dude lied about whose sperm it was. Like yeah. that's and as someone who has a lot of health conditions and not a lot of family history, that is aside from like the invasion of privacy and rape culture aspect, that was the first thing that jumped to my mind. Because then, like, what happens if you are at risk for something or you do have an allergy for something? Like, uh, I know someone that whole all the men in the family are, like, allergic to penicillin, you know? So that means, like, amoxicillin as well, which is a very common um, medication used for, like, sinus infections and ear infections and things like that. And, like, they would have a horrible reaction to anything that had, you know, like, stuff like that in it. But that was, like, a family thing. And it's my understanding is relatively rare but like so theoretically if this doctor was one of those people who had like a a medication allergy like that but these kids had the wrong family history like did they get fucked up because they got the wrong medicine because they had the wrong history like that shit is fucking scary like that shit can kill people so that's i don't like this person and i'm very angry that he's still practicing medicine because if he did this in the 80s i am comfortable assuming he did it in the 90s and 2000s as well oh yeah very comfortable assuming that. Fuck, I mean, and what, he's uh, 70 years yeah. old? So, I mean, as, as long as he can get his Cialis pills. Yep. Right, Cialis, I mean, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, He might not even have to do that. He might just have his own shit frozen. Oh. So he can just pull it out whenever he feels like it. Yeah, then there's the sentence. It's double entendres and all that. Yeah. I, 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 I had my words. Oh, yeah. I can imagine what you said about this. Yeah. WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, my, my title, because, you know, everyone get I'm, I'm the editor. I get to make the titles. Yes. And uh, I didn't go hyperbolic with it. Uh, it's just uh, Dr. Morris Wartman, gynecologist, forcibly impregnates multiple women without consent. And when you go there, um, my video is 18 minutes and four seconds. And I have my words. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman who sued Wortman has asked that her name be withheld. That's completely reasonable. Uh, this lawsuit uh, differs from some others involving fertility doctors in that Wortman, a gynecologist, also treated the woman as his patient for nearly 10 years, performing numerous breast and pelvic exams and discussing her sex drive and other personal issues. So this... Yep. I don't want to ha- Do I have to say that sentence out loud? I don't want to have to say Uh-oh, that sentence out loud. Oh, what's the next one? Oh, not the next one. Just of like what I'm hearing happened in that paragraph. Oh, where it continues. Where he... The pelvic exam. Where, it, where he, he, uh, he like in, asked about a woman's husband and introduced one of the women to his wife. Oh, no, not that part. Just the... I'm talking about the pelvic exam part. Like, so what I'm actually hearing is that this woman did not know that he was her father. And he had his hand in her vagina and was asking her about her sex life. Yep. But best believe he knew because he probably knows who her mother is. Yes. That would be in her charts. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's gravity. (laughs) There's there's high areas. There's wood chippers. There's. Yeah, and I'm just talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like talking about things randomly. Do you think, like, hypothetically, you could actually stab someone with a bullet? What? I think you could do it without even holding the bullet in your hand. I think there's mechanisms for that. This is a me- I do not have anything in the soundboard that represents Second Amendment freedom, and that really? is... Willy-nilly nonsense. It is. I know, maybe I need to get involved in some... I think they have... 
forgotten the theology of redneckism in America. We'll get to that guy. Oh, God. Um, the legal filing said that the doctor's conduct shakes, shocks the conscience. Yeah. Uh, the lawsuit said the woman had known she was born in 1985 via artificial insemination and that Wortman had been revered in her family for helping her mother conceive through what everyone thought was an anonymous sperm donation from a medical student. But the woman began to question the story after taking a DNA test in 2016 that began to link her with one half-sibling after another, all of whom were themselves children of sperm donors. Yes, and... Um... And I did not even know that um, uh, Stephen uh, Stefan. Wait, no, I do know that Stefan Rivers tunes in. You know what? There's a there is another person um, that is not Stefan, but mm-hmm. Stephen Rivers oh. on my friends list. And Stefan said, um, "Get that ruling. Get that ruling." Yeah, am I pronouncing your name right, Cuz? I think I was fucking Cuz name up on another Stephane episode. Or I think I was fucking the Cuz oh, name up. Okay. Maybe I, I I don't I don't like fucking homies names up. <laughs> uh, there is a quote in here from one of the siblings who did come out as one of the siblings. His name is David Barry. Um, and said that he has been talking to his siblings for about four years. And this is an interesting quote to me. Uh, he said, it's an interesting dichotomy. It's feeling gratitude for your existence, but knowing at the same time you're the product of something that never should have happened. Something that was done, not happened. It was done. That is fucking rough. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, Wortman continued to give the woman medical care, sometimes peppering her visits with personal questions about her husband and children and telling her about his own background as a child of Holocaust oh, yeah. survivors. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. and did introduce her to his wife. Yes. Uh, during an April visit, Wortman chuckled and said, you're such a good kid. He knew who the fuck she was. Wow. Um... The suit accuses Wortman in his Rochester clinic. The, this, his clinic is literally called the Center of Menstrual Disorders. This man should not be near any vaginas at any point in time. What the fuck? And for folks looking at the video, the image that I have on the screen is uh, him. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the individual before I switch back to Phoenix Collider. Yes. Uh, so the suit has accused him of medical malpractice, battery, infliction of emotional distress, negligence, fraud, and lack of informed consent. Well, yeah, all those things are true. But because rape culture is rape culture, Wortman is unlikely to face criminal charges because too much time has passed. Yeah, while out there in the UK, I don't know if you saw the one, um, a little, uh, well, not a little black girl, uh, an adult black woman mm-hmm. who, um, she is the, uh, you know, the product of a, of a man out there raping her mother when she was a, a little girl working in his house as a cleaning person. Mm-hmm. And she won the case Good. a few weeks ago. I heard it on a British Broadcasting Woman's Hour. Obviously, I don't say BBC Woman's Hour. And I typically don't type it in. And I just tell people, just search British Broadcasting Woman's Hour. It's going to narrow your results and make them a lot more constructive. And also, uh, and shout out, there's Elise in the uh, archive chat space uh, saying that my 88-year-old father, a pretty normal working class man, a white Irish, and always says, never send your DNA to these companies. Uh, 88-year-old homie knows about the police. Or they send it to the police, right? Police, or is it the uh, the CIFB? They send it to all of them. Oh, just uh, yeah, like whoever, because they do so many um, 
like, what is it, like, multi-task force investigations and shit? Hmm. So if it's, like, a multi-task force investigation and the FBI is in it and the police request it, the FBI just has it, too, because they're on the investigation. Yeah, no, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. like, my black ass, they're going to fucking pick me up on some shit that uh, they might still have dog hair from the 80s. Fuck that. Right. I, my biggest thing, well, not my biggest thing. There's a lot of things <laughs> wrong with the... Um, with the DNA testing shit, but one of my biggest concerns is that there's uh, not really like a lot of discussion about like how the criminal justice system works in relation to this, because all you need to do is be related to someone to be affiliated with them. That's the thing. So like, if you know, you know, yes, ma'am. I'll speak for myself. My mother had a lot of children with multiple people. Yeah. I have siblings. I don't even like. I know the children were born. No idea names, where they are, anything. But like the last thing I want is one of them to have DNA in one of these things, and my DNA to be this thing, and we're a matchup. And all of a sudden, police are at my door. Where is this person? They're your half brother, half sister, whatever. And now I'm on some fucking shit. I'm getting accused of like aiding and abetting or fucking hiding evidence or whatever the fuck charges because someone that I don't even know existed that I'm related to did like robbed a bank in Arizona or something. Yeah, it could be same with my biological father um, or coming what I learned more about my biological mother's uh, like her extended family. Like, yeah, a lot of sticking and moving niggas. Yeah. Yeah, not having it. Not yeah, having like, I don't it. like that at all. I'm so, I'm like so uncomfortable with that. And then also like on a sort of side note to that, something that they've been doing is trying to partner with like health companies and shit to be like, oh, according to your DNA, you're prone to blah, blah, blah. That's just all fun and games until your grandkids can't get health insurance because their cancer is a pre-existing condition. Oof. Like I would never give my DNA to someone who's going to share it with my fucking insurance company. No. No. All right. And also, like, and your biological mother in particular, like, she, um, I'm guessing that consent was not always at play. Correct. Yeah. Because she had some uh, situations and circumstances. Yeah. She basically got, like, trafficked out when she was, like, 14. I mean, she was a native girl. Like. Yep. That's, 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 is what they do. Yeah. Uh, WineCellarMedia.com. Uh, oh, damn. Was that all the Phoenix Kaleeder oh. heat? Am I supposed oh, to jump I can off do, some heat? Oh, I can do more, but oh. I didn't know what you had. Yeah, I think I, uh, we were hopping from Wartman Because you want to do funny stuff, but I had, um, what was it? Um, like, I had, like, a little mini, I don't know if you saw my little, like, mini show notes thread that I made on my page. No. No, but I did have this um, one uh, yes. real simple here. Uh, so a white sign unintentionally was placed on a high school drinking fountain in a nation that doesn't need CRT. Now, this is good stuff. So essentially what, so we see the image and all that matter of fact, let me go ahead and share the image with the folks uh, looking at the face booze right now quick and fast all right so obviously it says white it doesn't say whites only or anything like that it mm -hmm. just says white right right and you could see it it is like kind of sitting on there it's not hung up on a nail or something mm -hmm. so there is level of believability right there's, uh, plausible deniability <laughs> as it were yes but here's i i want to get to the dat gum um the person that uh that placed it there. Mm -hmm. Whoops! What the hell? There we go. So it, it, it's hard moving and clicking, partners. Um, <clears throat> and so 
Here, let's head on down to the principal who may be stammy or stamy, because when I found this article, it had only been up for 15 minutes. They're probably making their edits now. Okay. Right? Um, and so, quote, um, we are aware of a picture about our school that is <laughs> circulating on social media. I want to be clear about the facts. During a practice, a cheer sign was left just outside the gym on the floor and it was picked up and placed on the water fountain. We have investigated the matter and concluded that the placement was not intentional. Okay. <laughs> I just, I fucking love that. It, hey, hey, we investigated it and decided, nah, it's all good. <laughs> we don't live in a world where people might be trolls, where mm -hmm. white high school students are constantly getting caught holding slave auctions and shit or mock mm -hmm. slave auctions as it were mm -hmm. or even um what elementary school students in texas attempting to lynch a black girl yep. or um i can't remember if it was a private school or a summer camp where they uh made they the were... runaway slaves yes mm -hmm. i think that one was in new jersey mm -hmm. and no we don't live in a world where any of that business is going on shit we don't live in a, in a world where people are on 4chan and reddit getting bad ideas yeah, or even uh, Rogers High School in Puyallup in Washington State. This was before shit was like moving on the internet like that. Mm -hmm. and this was like this was like before BlackPlanet.com, and there were nooses hung up on the uh, the football. Uh, what they the the big oh, the, the goalposts? Yeah, the the goalposts. Oh my god! Let me guess. It wasn't racial. It was just about how they were gonna kick the other team's ass this weekend. Um, no, because again, this was, there was no news on it. It was just word of mouth in town. It was just like, oh yeah, no, they're just racist. Mm. Yeah, because now there's no one there to lie about it. There is no propagandist involved. <laughs> it's yes. just, they put a noose up there, and it's Puyallup, huh? Man, racist. <laughs> I mean, does it need to be any specific place for it to be racist? It's a noose. It's a noose, it's buddy. A noose. Yeah. But, you know, he didn't mean it in a racist way. Nah, he meant in a noosest way. <laughs> All right, ma'am. Yes. Oh, you had you had oh. you had the you oh, were pumping a, up the volume couple, base. Just a couple things. Yes, ma'am. Um, speaking of what we were just talking about uh, in the previous segment, as far as like your DNA and how it like you know can be used in ways you didn't intend, uh, Apple <laughs> uh, believes that an iPhone could detect depression, anxiety, and cognitive decline using digital clues. Health data used would include physical activity and sleep patterns. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, mm -hmm. no, that's that's good. That's horrible. Are that's, you kidding me? That's healthy for the people. No. You saying that's not for the worker? No, that's not for the worker at all. It's to let you know your workers are wearing out and you should fire them is probably what this is going to be used for. No. <laughs> nah, uh, they wouldn't do that. Really? Glue factory. This is the facts. The facts, Jax. I always think of uh, Animal Farm with that with the glue factory. Um, oh, I, I haven't read that book since 97. Yeah, the horse. Because, you know, they send horses to glue factories. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the horse gets sent to a glue factory when he can't work anymore. And it says glue factory on it. But then, like, this smooth fucking pig, like, because he was, like, the leader was like, yeah, Hamilton. no, 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 no. It's not actually a glue factory. It's just that someone else bought the truck and they haven't repainted it yet. We wouldn't send our comrade to a glue factory. They sent that nigga to a fucking glue factory. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And that's kind of what this app is about to do to a bunch of working class people. Um, So yes, Apple is working on technology to help diagnose depression and cognitive decline, aiming for tools that could expand the scope of its burgeoning health portfolio, according to people familiar with the matter. The data, may, uh, the data that may be used includes analysis of participants' facial expressions, how they speak, the pace and frequency of their walks, sleep patterns, and heart and respiration rates. They may also measure the speed of typing, frequency of typos, and content of what they type among other data points. This sounds terrifying! No! You don't need to know any of those things! The hell? Okay. I, I don't know what to do. That... that... That's just that's, that's scary. Yeah, I'm I'm losing my words here. <laughs> yeah, I got to get back in the 2013 wine cellar. What the fuck makes you want to go listen to some Peter B. Collins? Shit. Like shit. Okay. Um, the efforts spring from research research partnerships that Apple has announced with the University of California, Los Angeles, which is studying stress, anxiety, and depression, and the pharmaceutical company Biogen. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. The pharmaceutical company Biogen. Literally, what did I just say about the DNA shit? It's all cute to know. <laughs> I'm 6% Cherokee until you fucking get denied health insurance because cancer is a pre-existing condition because they have your shit. Don't give them your shit, people. Um, but here we go again. So Biogen is, stu- is studying cognitive impairment. Seabreeze is Apple's code name for the UCLA project. So look out for Seabreeze. And Pi, P-I, is the code name for the Biogen project. Uh, the extent of the tra- uh, tracking could spark privacy concerns. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Apparently, 3,000 people have signed up for this shit already. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Don't do this. They don't know. <laughs> like, oh they were, They've been woefully misinformed, lied to, and not taught to be critical thinkers. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with the sociopathic society around them? Jesus. Or not, but the, you know, the, yeah. the rulers, as it were. Right. Um, yeah, so that is going on. And, um, of course, you know, like all the stuff I mentioned earlier, like your DNA can just be used in so many ways that you haven't thought about. So, you know, don't do stuff like this. But then I'm also concerned about how um, they're going to use these algorithms. Quarantine camps. Right? Because obviously they're trying to track that people have depression, but that means they need depressed people to make a, a baseline of depression. Hmm. Now, do you remember when Facebook did this? Yes. All, my, all my good lefties out here. Yeah, it helped with net neutrality. Do we remember when Facebook did this? Do we remember what happened? Look, we all remember when a lot of folks at Facebook exercised their freedom. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, do you remember that story? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I remember Folkbook. No, you don't. I covered it on the program. We covered folk it book. on the program. No, yeah. no. There's a lot of folks on the book. <sighs> on the right. books, maybe. Oh, yeah, a lot of folks need money on their books. Hmm. Um, (laughs) So, right. So what Facebook did was they basically fucked with people's uh, algorithms in trying to keep people on the website longer and to sort of like gauge their emotional mood. But part of the way they did that was by randomly selecting Facebook users and flooding their news feeds with like depressing shit. So I'm not making that up. Facebook actually did that. Yes, you can search it. Where they were in, like basically literally trying to trigger people to see if they would stay on the website longer and hit more algorithms by making them upset. So if someone is already um, having a mental health crisis, what is iPhone, what is Apple going to do with these algorithms to like 
You know what I'm saying? Like, to create their baseline. I'm very worried. I'm very worried. Yeah. I personally, I call it doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. Yeah. I think folks have been, mm -hmm. uh, like, that's what I call it. That's what you call it. And I think people have been conditioned to do this doom scrolling, which is what I call it. Uh-huh. You didn't know that I call it that. Uh-huh. All right. Willy-nilly <laughs> nonsense. Hey. That happened. Um, in Mississippi, fetal deaths have doubled among unvaccinated pregnant women with COVID. Please get vaccinated, folks. Well, well, now the Lord doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Okay. But also, like, these are anti-vaxxers. I'm betting, like, who that is not vaccinated isn't an anti-vaxxer or, like, immunocompromised or a fucking baby at this point. I mean, I like, don't know. I think, like, for unless people just haven't, really haven't had time, right? Like, I was on mandatory seven-day work weeks and shit. Right. But, like, unless people legitimately haven't had the time or, like, or may also just be scared. Yeah. Like, think, all, like authentically scared. I think there's probably a couple folks who legitimately haven't had time because they're worried that they're going to need, like, a day or two off work to recover and are scared they can't get, like, that next day off if they need it. So I think there's, like, definitely some folks in that category. But what's interesting is as soon as you said, like, are they anti-maskers, what's interesting is in this no. article is that um, all the information they released about the pediatric death toll is that it includes children and their ages. There are no more identifying factors, including racial demographics. They intentionally have not released the racial demographics on this yet, which is interesting to me. Why to you? Because that suggests to me that it's white children, because if this was just niggers fucking up, they would be all over that propaganda. Huh. But if it's anti-maskers and these are white children of anti-maskers dying, they might be a little bit more hesitant to put that out there, like in the scope of everyone else in the country being pissed off at conservatives for being anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers right now. Wait, what, what? Like, so like when we say they, is that like the, um, the doctors? Uh, the the department, the state department of health, like the Mississippi department of health. Okay. So Dr. Byers, that's the person they're talking to here, said um, that the department will consider releasing re racial demographics on child COVID deaths and said, quote, we can look into that, but it's going to be important for us to do that in a way that does not compromise the family's identity. That's a lot of care and compassion for black people in Mississippi to oh. me. Like, you see, you know what I mean? Like, ah. I don't think they're going to be that fragile with more black mothers in mourning in fucking Mississippi. And I mean, and when you're talking about Mississippi, I mean, which which one are you talking about? A lot of them are the same. I ain't talking about East Germany. I'm talking about Tennessee. Tennessee, Mississippi. Yeah, Why are they not one state yet? Why are they not Tennessee? Tennessee. Yeah, Mississippi. Because no one would know one. how to fucking spell it. Can People they spell can't spell it now? Mississippi. And yeah, I'm, I'm being a little rude about literacy, but goddamn it, I'm tired of these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> Honestly. They no. are fucking shit up. <laughs> I swear. Um, I have just a little bit more stuff here. Um, the FBI says that a fortune seized in Beverly Hills raid was criminal loot, but the owners say it was not. So this is a whole long article, and it's one of those ones where it's like uh, a lot of... Um, like background on one of the people who got their money stolen by cops. So I'm not 
going to read the whole thing. Okay. But Yeah, but basically this is about a man named Joseph Ruiz. Uh, and during a raid on safety deposit boxes in Beverly Hills, they stole $57,000 out of his uh, safety deposit box. And then a judge ordered the government to tell Ruiz why they were trying to confiscate the money. The FBI responded in court papers that it came from drug trafficking and said that um, because his income was too low for him to have that much money. And then they looked into him further and said that because he had a side business uh, selling bongs made from liquor bottles, this was this dude's side gig. This was his side hustle, rise and grind. He's selling bongs made from liquor bottles. They said he was an unlicensed marijuana dealer. And that's why they took his money, because he was making bongs out of bottles. So they stole $50,000 out of his safety deposit box and won't give it back. And that's a uh, civil forfeiture. Yes, yeah, civil forfeiture. Which I told the kids about today. They did not know about that. Also, and, and you know, I mean, how how circular is the Venn diagram of anti-maskers and fucking like people that like... We got, it's gotta have cash. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how circular is the Venn diagram of people saying we gotta have cash, but also our cash isn't backed by anything? It's like, look, nigga, how about this? Everything that Europeans have done in this hemisphere has been in the name of fucking fraud. Yeah. And you're just playing in that house of cards like the rest of us are. Mm-hmm. Damn, nigga. Yeah. So they note in here that Ruiz is one of the roughly 800 people whose money was seized during this raid. They took 800 different safety deposit boxes during this raid. Okay. Damn uh, it. We were just thinking about me getting a safety deposit yeah. box for the podcast. Yeah. Because like, cause we, I worry about shit like if the house burns down or something and like my hard drive burns up, that's all my work burning. Yeah. So I was thinking about like, put all the shit on a hard drive, put a safety deposit box, but then they could take my shit and be like, oh, look at this nigga talking about who he thinks needs to be killed. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, maybe a storage locker. Just get like the smallest storage unit possible and just, I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe fucking fuck it, man. Get a wrought iron box and bury it in the yard. We could do that. We have a yard. We can bury shit in our yard. Yeah. Uh, Federal agents had suspected for years that criminals were stashing loot there, and they assert that's exactly what they found. How much do you think the total, right? So they went through 800, uh, they took stuff from 800 different people in Beverly Hills. What do you think the total was of the confiscated materials? Wait, Beverly Hills? Mm Mm-hmm. Zero. Zero. Wait, wait, you're talking about Beverly Hills, though. That's the thing. That has a class implication. Yeah, there is definitely a class implication. Oh, but they still jack their shit? Mm -hmm. How much? $86 million worth. Of Beverly Hills people shit? Yes. Are Beverly Hills people acting Beverly Hillish about it? Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it says jewelry, rare coins, precious metals were taken from over half of the boxes. So, yeah, what kind of fucking, like, jewelry do you think people in Beverly Hills have stashed in their safety deposit boxes? Wait, so Alex Jones is going to cover this. Because oh, this is yeah. big time. This really is government overreach. Yeah, it like is. Like a motherfucker. Yeah, it is. Yeah. They're just taking safety deposit boxes. Yeah, because they're saying that, um, like, so, like, there's drug traffickers who also use this bank. So the entire bank is under investigation. So they can just jack anybody's shit is, like, basically what they're claiming. And then if they do jack your shit, they'll find a reason to tie you to the drug trafficker somehow. Like the guy making the bongs. Ugh. 
Yeah. But six months after the raid, the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Los Angeles have produced no evidence of criminal wrongdoing by the vast majority of box holders whose belongings the government is trying to keep. Over 300 of the box holders are contesting attempted confiscation. Ruiz and others have filed, and 65 others have filed uh, court claims saying that the dragnet forfeiture operation is unconstitutional. Alex Jones is not going to cover this. Again, I want to reiterate, one raid, one bank, all safety deposit, well, not all of them, but only safety deposit boxes is what they went into. They got $86 million worth of loot. Nigga, that is piracy, motherfucker. Ugh. Mm-hmm. When was this story? When was this story published? Like last week. God. September nineteenth. That is fucking gruff, folks. Uh, yeah. Jesus, there's more to it, isn't there? Uh, I, uh, I had to scroll up. Let me scroll back down. Um, federal. Oh my god. Damn yes, it. There is. Yes, there is. Okay, okay, okay. So remember how I kept saying how I just said that like they were saying that like this there's like drug trafficking and shit and anyone who's using this bank is like can be tied to the drug traffickers yes do you want to know what <clears throat> their indications of drug trafficking and money money laundering are ah jesus fucking no what is it's it the stupidest shit i've ever heard in my life this is as bad as people thought we were joking about sex workers and condoms and how you can just be stopped for having a condom and automatically charged with prostitution because cops feel like it and people thought that was like a joke like we were being hyperbolic federal agents say that the use of rubber bands to store cash are an indication of drug trafficking or money laundering rubber bands are an indication of drug trafficking or money laundering they heard a ti song they also cite the dogs alerting to the scent of narcotics uh, narcotics on most of the cash as evidence, but they had evidence. The dogs can smell it, but the government says it deposited all of the money it seized into a bank, which has now rendered it impossible to test which drugs may have come into contact with which bills or how long ago. There's, there's cocaine on these $100 bills. Let's just go put them in another bank instead of actually testing them in a forensics lab. Why don't people trust us? I don't know. And it's just going to keep going on like this. It's literally never going to fucking stop. Mm -hmm. And lefties like us, I guess I'm still a lefty. Yeah. Like after like some of the, some shit that the people that represent the flagship of the left say and do, I kind of just want to be something else. I kind of like, do too. I kind of want to go back to Negrotarian. Yeah, like, I'm Negro. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Negrotarian anti-capitalist. I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna get like hood and yeah, hood progressive anti-capitalist. Yeah, hood progressive. Yeah, I don't even know if I want progressive. I don't want progressive just, or left like, really shit. anymore. Y'all keep fucking up. Yeah, I can't ride with y'all niggas, man. Okay, and uh, U.S. Private Vaults was indicted in February on charges of conspiring with unnamed customers to sell drugs. You think they would have the names of the customers? All right. This, this is the fucking FBI. This bank is doing stuff with people whose names we don't know. All right. But U.S. Private Vaults was indicted on charges of conspiring, conspiring yeah. with unnamed customers to sell drugs and launder money to dodge government detection. But nobody was charged. Okay. 
The criminal cases remain dormant with no attorney or other representative representative of U.S. private vaults appearing to enter a plea. So they literally just brought them up on charges and then just dropped the case as soon as they got everybody's money out of the fucking vaults. All right. So, yeah. Um, Michael Singer, a lawyer who represented U.S. private vaults on other matters, declined to comment on this case, but said that he thought the government had overstepped its bounds. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what's going on right now. Um, I'm not really seeing anybody cover this story. This just happened to be, like, a lucky find in my newsfeed um, on Twitter. But, yeah, because, you know, we've talked about civil forfeiture before, right? We covered the story where um, it was shown that cops take more than burglars in civil forfeiture every year. As far as just, like, how many billions of dollars of, like, uh, you know, actual money and, like, merchandise is taken, stolen. Fucking, yeah. So, um... But that's the thing. And remember, uh, they don't want to, when they um, talk about reforming police, how often do you hear civil forfeiture? Mm. Yeah, they want to reform police, but they'll let police like just dead ass steal your shit. And, you know, it's wild with the civil forfeiture thing, because I know someone that happened to and they um, had gotten a car and the police took their car. They were ultimately not charged, obviously never convicted because formal charges were never brought. But the police uh, sold their car at an auction. But the car wasn't paid off, so they had to just keep making payments on a car they didn't have because civil forfeiture is legal. Kamala Harris is going to fix that. She is going to fix it. I didn't even put the Debbie on it. You know how many people just don't know that? that, (laughs) So many people. And people don't even know that Kamala is like, she really pimped that letting people call her Kamala. Mm -hmm. She pimped that shit. Folks, just so you know, Kamala is a mispronouncing of her name. Kamala is an Indian name and her middle name Devi is an Indian name and her last name Harris is of Harris sugarcane plantations from the white side of her so-called Jamaican family. It's kind of like how when someone says they're South African and you think they're probably white, Keep in mind, Jamaican doesn't inherently mean black. Mm -hmm. Slave owners were there, too. Mm -hmm. And the offspring of said slave owners were there as well and may have interbred, made some light-skinned, high-yellow kids, and then they they have sex with an Indian person, and they have Kamala Devi Harris, not a black person. Tangent. Yeah. I don't even, like, I'm honestly at this point less offended by people calling her black than I am like offended by um, them acting like black has to mean like a very specific like black American stereotype Hmm. because like yeah so you have Jamaican family and Indian family like fucking talk about that shit like you know what I'm saying like boost that shit like that's who you are and how you were raised you know talk about that but instead it's this whole like Tim's what's up like that fucking like fake yeah like I eat grits I wear Tim's I smoke weed like that fake like that's not how you lived your life that's not the type of black person you are like can you just do your own fucking heritage please (laughs) because like it's a rich cultural heritage honestly like do your own shit (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) anyways um and then the last thing because i feel like i've been going for a really really long time and we still have more stuff to do holy shit Uh, So all I'm going to say is I've been seeing a ton of headlines saying that police are demoralized and quitting. I've seen that a lot. I don't know if you've seen that happening a lot. Eh, 
No, I still see pigs, so it's not enough if it is happening. It's not happening. Oh, at all? No. Oh, they're just lying. Yeah, so this is actually on the Marshall Project. Wait, who's lying? Where, where is this narrative coming from? Who's telling the lie? Uh, I've seen it from a lot of news pundits, a lot of right-wing talking points, but mostly it's just that, um, how that shit always goes, right? Like, my hairstylist husband was a cop for 25 years and he's ah. resigning because the blah 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 black lives matter uh niggers you know like that type of shit and so like it's but i'm like slowly watching it just sort of become like an accepted um trope yeah and i was like but that's not actually happening they're not leaving trope is probably the wrong word yeah i don't know or i i guess um trended i, tr- I don't know like a a cultural under what do you call a cultural understanding that isn't real uh, conventional wisdom conventional wisdom (laughs) right um so this yeah i said uh the marshallproject.org and and actually i put this in my show notes thread i don't know oh you said you didn't see the thread uh someone commented underneath it and said they were glad i saw this article because they heard on npr that police were quitting oh national petroleum (laughs) radio yes um so let's see since uh, last summer's Black Lives Matter protest, there's a popular refrain echoing through urban police precincts, rural sheriff's offices, and city halls. Officers are fleeing America's police forces in big numbers, and the timing couldn't be worse amid a rise in murders and shootings. Many argue cities must hire more police, but the backdrop of nationwide scrutiny of police killings morale has dropped uh, to a point that few people want to be police officers. Whatever that even means. But according to federal data, those worries are unfounded. Last year, as the overall U.S. economy shed 6% of workers, police departments only lost less than 1% of employees after a a decade of expansion. Oh, so they only lost uh, 1% of 1%. Basically, yeah. So that's about 4,000 people out of nearly half a million employees in in municipal police departments nationwide. So 4,000 out of a half a million, and these people are screaming about, like, cops are leaving in droves. And because this is um, employees in municipal police departments, that's not even just cops. That's also including, like, secretaries and dispatchers and the janitor who works there. And, you know what I mean? Like, all these other people, Retirees. Too. Right. Exactly. Wait, and also resignees, right? Because mm-hmm. resigning is basically retiring from the pigs because you get your check for the rest of your life. Yeah, when no you get your what. pension, yeah. And uh, fucking, um, you said 4,000 out of... Uh, half a million. Right? So, like, how would they run that propaganda? Leave out the half a million part. Mm-hmm. 4,000. Mm-hmm. Like a fat number left Right. Alone. And then also not adding in that it's not just cops, that it's also, like, support staff and stuff as well are included in those numbers. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, the push to hire more police is gaining ground. The Biden administration announced that cities can use part of the $350 billion American Rescue Plan to hire more officers. It's so weird how the progressive candidate who was supposed to be harm reduction is all about hiring more cops. I'd mm. be daydreaming about shit like that. Like, that I just become a cop and then just fucking just plant drugs on people that have bumper stickers I don't like. I mean, you can. Like, it's not like anyone's going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, if you're a cop, like, who's going to stop you? Like, yeah, like Trump bumper stickers? Hmm. Mm. Smell something. Mm. Smell. I smell cocaine. I don't know what the fuck I- cocaine smells like, but I smell it now. <laughs> oh my god. You're gonna be like the guy with the bird shit on his window and the cops thought it was cocaine and tried to arrest him. Oh man. 
Um, and so, I, I okay. Might feel for my life a lot, really. Mm. Trump bumper stickers make me feel for my life. Mm. I'm scared. He seemed like he was reaching for something. He would. Oh, he wasn't I, compliant. Actually, none of them would be compliant. You a- actually, you know what? I would love to be the black cop that goes viral for taking down a Trump supporter with lethal force because they are going to be acting like a Trump supporter on that video. They would be. <laughs> Make your argument. Mm-hmm. Okay. But oh. then I'd have to be a cop to do that. You would have to be a cop. Ugh, I'm not joining that gang. Ugh. Um, okay, here we go. So they're talking about how Biden uh, is allowing cities to hire more people with the American Rescue Plan because we, we should spend our infrastructure on fucking cops who steal from us. Um, but they also note that cities big and small are jumping on the offer with claims that their police departments are running out of officers. So it's a money grab is what it is. Ah. The propaganda is a money grab. Uh, Many of the most worried officials have latched onto recent data from a non-scientific study conducted by the Police Executive Research Forum. You got your police data from the Police Executive Research Forum? They investigated themselves. Jesus Christ. They researched themselves. Um, There's a lot of folks that researched themselves. According to this think tank, it shows a 45% increase in the law enforcement retirement rate among and other dramatic losses. The survey of 194 departments compares 2020 with the previous year, but 2019 came at the end of a long period of steady police growth. Compared with the previous year, the 2020 numbers appear dramatic, but looking across the past decade... Police employment in 2020 was roughly the same as it was in 2018. Hey, and just additionally, sometimes Michelle's not home and I, I research myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> and when I think about you, I touch myself. I just have that fucking performance in my head now. Jesus Christ. That's right. Uh, Law enforcement's employment numbers tend not to fluctuate dramatically. Uh, Police jobs are often last on the chopping block when cities are considering budget cuts. Should be first. Pensions and relatively high pay make it appealing to stay. Most of the officers who retired in 2020 were going to retire in a couple of years anyway, according to Peter Moskis, a professor at the John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Morale may be low, but also according to Moskis, that's always been the case. Uh, cops are human too. No, they're not. No. But um, but no, I do actually understand the point he's making. Uh, cops are human too. If you quit, you don't get your pension. You're financially locked in. They have a mortgage to pay too. You can't quit. Like I don't feel bad for them that they can't quit, but like I do understand what he's saying that they the cops some of the cops don't even want to be cops, but they want that money, so they're just staying. Like right, Bill Burr said, you just hang around for ten years like a jaded cop. Yeah. But then also, like, if you don't want to... A cop is, like, not the job you should be able to get into when you're jaded, though. Like, because even if you aren't an abusive asshole yourself, are you going to care if your co-workers are? If you're literally just there to get a check? Well, and also, if you look at how much shit pigs do, yeah, don't really need pigs for much. And, that, and that's where, you know, when you get away from people like me and they talk about defund the police, they make a lot of sense where it's like, no, actually a mental health care professional would be better in this one. Yeah. Really, a some shit? How about just send a, a physically strong person that yeah. is patient and and has and been... And orderly. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, um, and I don't really know much about academia. I try not to, like, uh, blow up academia, like, oh, that's the place to go. Or mm-hmm. I try not to beef with it. You know, like... Because, like, 
studying and researching things is good. That is a good thing to do. <laughs> you know, but like, um, like for right now, for pigs, mm-hmm. they don't actually really have to go to any sort of college or earn anything to become a pig, right? Um, it depends where you live. Typically larger cities like Chicago, New York, LA, they usually, unless you were recently active military, um, they usually want you to have like two years, like community college education in a lot of other places. Like two ass years of community college. Yeah. So two extra years of high school. Basically. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like a criminal justice focus either. Because, like, there's people who have cops where they, like, were, like, planning on being, like, a history major and shit like that. Um, but they have their two years of schooling and just threw in, like, three criminal justice classes during it or whatever and, like, they get in. Just need to prove that you can do paperwork and drink beer. Yes. And now you're a cop. Uh, I, I actually know someone who is a cop. Um, Ew. did. Oh, man. Uh, you or no? I bet he's not dead, so... Oh, oh, see, when I don't associate <laughs> with folks anymore, I just knew <laughs> Oh, like, you know, they're alive. I still yeah, know no, them. I, I pass like, tense uh, the shit out of people. Um, <laughs> but, no, actually was um, a copy machine repairman and did a year of community college and is now a police sergeant. So, you know, like, I'm not implying that a copy machine repairman isn't competent to do other things. I'm just saying that if... If I've you. seen that movie Office Space and I know what <laughs> skills he's applying as a cop, and that's not good. All right, like, I'm just saying, like, maybe you should have more than, like, two criminal justice classes in, like, a humanities class before you get a gun. Like, that's all I'm saying. And, like, you can just kill people legally. That's all I'm saying is that maybe there should have been more training. But man, um, America's yeah. fucking stupid, man. And I yeah. wanted to stop being. It is. But I will say this is my caveat about educating police because this always <laughs> comes up. Just send them to college longer. Just make it a degree. No, that won't help, actually. Nah, huh, yeah. Because if your curriculum is shitty, you're still going to have shitty cops. Also, if you're a shitty person, right? Because don't other people go to college and they're still like, what is medical apartheid? A bunch of white people that went to college and abused black people in the medical field. Yeah. Right? Or the fucking, the, the cat that we covered earlier, um, Dr. Wartman. Right. Right? Definitely went to college to mm-hmm. become an OBGYN. Or yes. actually, it's just the, the YN, I think. GYN. He's only the GYN. Well, I don't know. He's, I, it's he's usually a joint. He's capable it's, of the O. Oof. Watch Ooh. out. Uh, it's generally a joint degree, so he's probably capable of doing both. Okay. Uh, yeah, but the, so fuck it. Yeah, I guess yeah. college don't help shit. Um, you just yeah, gotta well, give the ruling. I mean, definitely that. But also, my big thing though is like we don't like go to college is just like really lazy to me because it doesn't actually address the underlying issues. Because part of the reason that we have so many police problems, well, I mean, yeah, aside from like the racism and the classism and that sort of thing. But um, one of the big, uh, like, motivators of police brutality is, like, broken windows mentality policing. And that is still taught in institutions. Like, you know, um, when you go to a lot of colleges and you take criminal justice classes, a lot of your teachers are currently cops, former cops, law, uh, like, lawyers. Mm. 
like people who worked in criminal justice and believe these things and that's how they teach their students and you know i'm sure we've talked about it a million times but just super quick broken windows is the idea that um you can preempt violent crime if you focus on petty shit like public drinking um prostitution charges graffiti broken windows litter if you focus on petty crimes like that the argument is that you can prevent violent crime obviously that doesn't work obviously well, but no, that's because, well that's the thing like <laughs> folks that commit murders are the same people that break windows you see because the people that break windows like the level of courage it takes to break a window like you take that same bravado and energy mm-hmm. and you could totally murder another human being with you that do. You do. those are the same crimes. those are the same crimes. <laughs> um yeah well there's so much fucking racism and shit wrapped up in it because the theory is that like if you go into, like, basically the ghetto, because this is what they meant, this is what the fuck they meant when they did this shit, because this shit started, like, in the 70s, um, is, like, you go to the ghetto and it looks run down, and because it looks run down, it's safe to assume the people are run down, and because the people are run down, they um, will not have the same ability to deter crime the way, like, white suburbanites can. So if you see something unsightly, like graffiti or broken windows, it means that more there's a crime wave eventually coming because the neighborhood has gone to shit. And you wonder why white people in the suburbs are so obsessed with their lawns. <clears throat> but, um, so like that's really the mentality. But then you look at shit like, like why are there so many untested rape kits? Like why, are, why is the uh, homicide rate? Like why do we solve so few murders? And like, yes, there is all the other stuff, right? The classism and the ableism and the racism and the sexism and the that stuff. Yeah. But also this, like as a model is like training, co- had trained cops for decades to focus on little shit. It's more important to harass the homeless guy having a shitty mental health day than it is to make actual community connections and deter gang violence, for example, right? Like, that's what this model is teaching them. So, yeah, you can put someone in school for four years or six years and say you have to have a master's degree degree to get a cop, but if they're taught something like this for six years, how the fuck... Harass the guy smoking weed, but not the guy who's, like, chasing a woman down the street catcalling her? All right, fine. Let's see what happens, you know? So, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that tangent. I, I went off a little bit <laughs> that one. But, um, yeah, so that article is on the Marshall Project if y'all want to check it out. Um, yeah, the police are not leaving. Don't buy into the hype. Do not allow this to be a money grab for these departments. It's not fucking happening. And thank you, as always, to the Marshall Project for holding that down. There's some really great... Um, like information I get from the Marshall Project. They had a really, uh, a lot of concise articles about like Illinois ending the death penalty because of police corruption. It was pretty good. Man, sometimes, uh, you know how like uh, you'll be doing something on the podcast and we're live and I think, mm-hmm. oh, you made me think of something. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll search and I'll find that thing real quick and bring <laughs> up that example. Yes. So this is what I tried to do was um, show like, I wanted to add on to what you were saying because mm-hmm. um, what you're talking, you're talking some fly shit right now. And I'm like, oh, what about that video from like uh, some a long time ago where uh, a motorist uh, shot a cop that was fucking with him? I mean, pull, pulled him over. Let me mm-hmm. let me not put my propaganda to it. Cop uh-huh. pulled someone over. Cop ends up getting shot over it, you mm-hmm. know, killed. And they show that to show the cops that every time you pull someone over, they might murder you. Yep. Making the pigs extra aggressive. Oh, God, and I, yeah. I put in... That warrior training shit? I don't know. 
because I, I don't. That's why I was trying to look it up to refresh myself. Because mm-hmm. you know, you know how it is being a lefty. It's so much. It's yeah. so much. It's way too much info. <laughs> well, a, a, a former lefty. I'm a, I'm a Negrotarian anti-capitalist. Negrotarian. Yeah. Um, so my search terms were violent videos shown in police training. Oh, good. My good. results did not just take me to something easy so I could fucking pull up my example. No, I get the police trainer who teaches cops to kill. Good. 2017. Uh, cops, kids, domestic violence, law enforcement training. That's off of 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, police training video. How to take control of an encounter. That'd be interesting to take a look at. Mm. Um, police training. Dash cam video of death of Constable Lunsford. That's probably what I was looking for. But then Constable, that might be wrong. That might be the wrong nation. It could just be like super local. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the Atlantic how police training contributes to avoidable deaths. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky police training quoted Hitler, urged ruthlessness. Yeah. We reviewed police tactics seen in nearly 400 protest videos. Mm-hmm. And the Crime of Domestic Violence International Association of... Oh, man. Missing it. <laughs> Association of... Oh, man. They're not a... Oh, damn. When you click it, the... the that little subheader doesn't show up in the link. Oh. Well, that's booty crap. Hmm. But the crime of domestic violence is complex. All right, so that one is not about actual pigs and their domestic violence. No, it's complaining how hard it is for them to deal with domestic abusers. Oh. As if they aren't domestic abusers themselves. Didn't we cover a whole fucking story about an entire town in Alaska where every cop on the force has been not accused of, not charged with, but convicted of domestic violence? Yeah, you brought that to the show. Hmm. Yeah, and um, and also uh, myself and Lee Camp thinking about how pigs, uh, and I'm leaning too hard on the word pigs. I'm starting to sound corny, uh, but the but you know the, those fellers, yeah, uh, how they uh, you know they're having a tough time with all these domestic violence calls. But uh, myself and Lee Camp, you know, because we're cool, uh, we covered the one where it's like woman was uh, uh, called the police on an abusive uh, partner, spouse, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and cop took her to a hotel and raped her. Yep, I remember that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, and that really, that particular story, no, no, it wasn't that one. That was one of the stories, but the main one that really reshaped my focus on covering police from the brutality more so to the rape culture was when Ferguson was going on. And this is one where I am going to mention the race because, like, I think um, black people, um, especially black men, like, tend to avoid talking about when men commit rape when it's a black man, mm-hmm. you know, because, like, they're worried. And I get, like, you're worried about, like, lynching era shit and Emmett Till related stuff. But, yeah. like, you got to bring that shit up and you got to talk to black boys about that shit. You got to yeah. keep it all the way official. Mm-hmm. And it was a black cop in Ferguson while all the, you know, protesting and the brutality around that's going on, that that black cop, well, he decided to be a blue life now, but he's a black man in that blue uniform, took a woman in a jail cell and raped her. Mm-hmm. And that shit got no motherfucking coverage any damn where. You know, obviously, yeah. I had to see it in some news outlet somewhere, but was it on CNN, nope. MSNBC? Nope. Y'all could have taken a second away. Like, you're not taking away from Michael Brown's coverage to show that police are also rapists 
And it's the same police department. It's the Ferguson police. They're the ones under the microscope. Right. Keep it cracking. Right. And this was before Democrats pushed the Overton window on rape culture. Mm-hmm. As I documented on the Tara Reid shit. And I yeah. do say I documented. Like, I actually went and took evidence of it and made an article. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I was a, my mother was a journalist. <laughs> I, I want to help. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, interesting that you pointed that out about Ferguson, because I think I told you what the folks down there were telling me when I went down there. Huh. As we were talking about um, police protection. So a lot of folks from a lot of places came around Ferguson, and a lot of the locals were not trusting. <laughs> huh. Um, but I actually did quite well with folks, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. And they were like, oh, so you know. Like, you, you're black, you're from Chicago, you have the same problems. And oh, they just was- assumed you were black. They did. <laughs> It's just a condition. There's a certain yes queen contingency. Um, they did, and um, but no, that was like something we were talking about. Was we were talking about police brutality, and I was hearing a lot of stories from folks who live down there who were like literally talking about um, they don't let their daughters like they they don't like it when their daughters like their teenage or you know like uh, like young like college age daughters go out walking because the police will stop them and arrest them for nothing just so they can like sexually abuse them and a lot of them they weren't even openly discussing to a point of rape but just straight up like cops just seeing someone like a young woman walking and just stopping her and handcuffing her so they can grope her and then just like letting her go like this is just a fun thing they do down there like it's just a game to them so yeah but anyways point being that speaking about this shit like I don't care. Like, if that's the t- if you literally think that it's fun to find like a 16 year old girl, put her in handcuffs, put her in the back of a police car that she can't get out of, and then you grope her, a master's degree is not going to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a bad fucking person. And then if everyone around you's doing it, like right. this is your normal practice. Right. And like shit like that. And so like, yeah, on the one hand, I get it. We want more education and sensitivity from cops and blah, blah, blah. But like also, do you think uh, do you think that George Floyd would be alive if Derek Chauvin had just gone to school a little bit longer? Yeah. Like, honestly, do you think Michael Brown would be alive if Darren Wilson had just finished another degree? Like, no. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, so I get really tired about the just give them more education. It's so fucking lazy, and it's it's just not helpful. It's really not helpful. All right, now we are, uh, we're nowhere near done, but it is 9.15. <laughs> yes. And uh, you tend, you're like spoons and all that. Mm. Do we just pick it back up? Um. Pick it back up? How, probably, how much like do we're we have? Definitely, it, it's an hour and 13 recorded already, and we have a lot. We do have a lot. Yeah. Do we want to do one quick funny so that's like uploadable? You know what? I uh, I I I tease the fucking Greg Lock. Okay. All right, and it it um. I was like, I can't I can't leave people on this fucking note. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring a little joy back. Now these are not new clips, oh, but these are these are clips that are. Oh yeah, see if there's anything fresh and new. Oh shit, mm-hmm. what's oh, up? Oh okay. Uh, let's see. Oh hi Sam. Uh. Uh, look at I know. I'm just trying to make noise while I'm looking. <laughs> uh, someone in the comments said our police are so white. They really are. Um, can I ask a question? Your state seem to have much more diverse police force. Um, I don't. This is someone named Elise. I don't know where you are, so I cannot say if you're. Um, if oh, we're more yeah, diverse. Elise has been on my friends list like 
a long time on Facebook. Yeah, so they said, um, you and the state seem to have a much more diverse police force. Um, I think that we have a diverse police force because that uh, at one point was a big push as part of police reform because there was so much like corruption and police brutality and like things like racism and whatnot against police sexism. So basically they did that um, that like woke shit right now, yeah. like with the what, what is it like? Was it more women war criminals <laughs> like that type yeah. of shit? And so there was this push to be like, oh, well, black people don't like it when white cops fuck them up. Let's put black cops there. But then like the black cops fuck us up, too. So yeah, we've gained nothing. But that was actually um, considered to be like a cornerstone of um, like criminal justice reform and police reform for quite some time because. For some reason, people in Washington and, you know, people who are running major cities were like, if we make the police diverse, we'll have less corruption and brutality. No. I will remind you when we covered the story about the inmate who got scalded to death in the jail, in the shower. Florida. Black prison guard. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I guess scalded to death. Yeah. That's the language. Yeah. Yeah. Like they basically burned him to fucking death with water. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, so what, what's coming off of here at Right Wing Watch, this article is up by uh, Kyle Mentila. All right, we've heard that name before. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry, Elise. That is awful. They what got up? arrested during a domestic abuse incident because a man was not behaving properly. Shoved her up uh, bins. That's garbage cans, right? So shoved this person up against the garbage cans and talked about how horny he was. That's fucking disgusting. And they got arrested for fighting back against that because rape culture. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> damn, wait, we got double UK in the archive chat space? We do. Two. Two. And also, yo, I, I was what, talking. What, what up? What the fuck? I was just talking about Sam the other day and I forgot why. We, uh, needed, we needed his voice, voice for, for something. something. But I don't remember <laughs> what it was. <laughs> <laughs> When you get, like, a drunk DM at, like, 3 in the morning, Sam, I'm going to remember, oh, my God, can you record this 30-second clip for us? Right, and of course we don't, because I don't have my after-work beer anymore. Like, now I try to get through the evening and get through the day, and then, like, before I go to bed, I have a cup of 94 proof. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of just etch-a-sketching the fucking day. <laughs> oh, man, that George Remus is a good beverage. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, and also, uh, I, just right before I get to this uh, Greg Locke, um, holy shit, all the men that tune in to this program again, yes. way back, because I'm telling you, for a little over two years, and now it doesn't even show me the stats anymore, <laughs> but now I'm going by like like who I see commenting on stuff, and who's hitting me up, and who mm -hmm. I see on Patreon and shit, and like, men are all over the program again. And, like, for a while, y'all ass was gone. Like, there were so few men that my stats just wouldn't even count them as far as, like, streams and downloads. It was just yeah. showing 100% women. Yeah. Which, and that was awkward. I was talking to the homie Max about that um, on the text message device. Uh, and, because it was like, it's weird. It's like, because I talk about patriarchy and rape culture and shit. Mm -hmm. But if only women are tuning in then it's like I'm mansplaining to them what they very much already know, right. which is like why I have to go over here and like do extra white on white crime and go find some, because <laughs> it's like, 
my main topics, the predominant audience gets it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I figure, you know, like I talk about more stuff, like I talk about nonpartisan black conservatives and because like it's also mostly white women tuning in. Yeah. And it's like, cool. All right. Guess I got to break down some vernacular. I catch myself sometimes. <laughs> Obviously, like, yo, man, these niggas got to catch a fade. Oh, uh, that's a uh, that's a fist of cuffs. Fist of cuffs. Yeah. Yes, yes. Just because I know uh I know uh, and Jennifer is in the audience. <laughs> Several Jennifers tune into the program. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I do have to say, even though sometimes it can feel like you're being man, like you feel like you maybe you're being too mansplaining. But on the other hand, sometimes it is good just to get that like validation to be like, oh, see, they're trying to gaslight me. I knew I was right. Oh, yeah. I knew I wasn't imagining that shit. Hey, I don't know <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, if you're ever a woman confused, come up and ask me some shit, because I, I, don't, I don't, I don't have bullshit in my system. I don't, like, uh, like, I think the most bullshit thing about me is that I'm not authentically nice. Hmm. Like, I know how to have good manners. Mm-hmm. I know how to behave myself. Yes. Keep my elbows off the table. Yeah. But I'm, I don't, I personally don't think that I'm authentically nice. You're not. Yeah, like, damn, see, there you go. (laughs) Like, say I'm in public. Like, when I see another person, my first thought isn't, oh, fellow human being, how shall I greet them? My first thought is just like, this motherfucker. I don't even know him. I see strangers, and I'm just like, this motherfucker. What kind of bullshit are you on? You know, like, I'm just, I'm not real deal nice. And I like nice people. I want to be like y'all because y'all are real. You get the vibe, right? Yeah. Like when a nice person hi, they smile at you. You're just like, shit, I want to do that. And then I'm just like, "Uh, uh, how you doing? Yeah. Is this this how we interact? Because I'm yeah, that's where I think I'm full of shit is when it comes to like trying to be an authentic nice person. Mm-hmm. Like not putting any extras on it and no performance to it, but just like that's my natural state. Right. And I don't, and at this age, I'm 38, I don't know if I'm going to make it there. People be like, 38, that's so young. Nigga, not, nigga, we be dying. I don't know. 38 seems old for me. No, I mean, you know. Yeah. But that's the thing. You don't actually have to be, like, nice to be, like, ethical, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, because that's the thing. I'm more of an ideologue than I am nice. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm a, like people be like, oh, William tries to do so much for other people. It's because I think it's the right thing to do, and no one else is doing it. <laughs> so I end up, like, I'm going to get fucking, my wrinkles are going to come in hard when they do. They are. Like, they're all going to hit overnight and I'm just going to wake up looking like Morgan Freeman one well, day. Well, good. It's what you deserve for not having any gray hair. I have gray nose hairs. That does not count. Why not? Because it's not where people can really see it. Really? Because these are powerful nostrils. No <laughs> one can see them. Nobody is looking up your nostrils, sir. Well, they should. It's where the truth is. I don't know. I don't Nick, know if why you don't stop breathing, Nick, if you don't stop breathing up all the white man's air, we, see, and that's what I'm using it to do. <sighs> oh shit! Now nah, I gotta look at the archive chat space. Damn it, we're never gonna get to. Doop a doop, because I'm looking at a skiba doop doop. Oh, Sam Sampson said, "I'm always here to voice your stuff. Just hit me up. See, all we gotta do is do it. But see, what's gonna happen? We're heading into bedtime. I'm gonna grab that 94 proof." And you're going to have to get it, man. Get at me on my alt account. I'm barely ever on my William J. Jack account. 
And uh, I'm noticing Elise saying, okay, arrested me because his partner called him. There was more, though. Said, um, said, tell me about it. I'm arguing this so much on social media. Unless men stand up against it, it's the usual shit thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And uh, who tells you you are nice? Um, wait, who tells you you are nice? You say it as it is. Uh, fuck, you just called me Jennifer. Oh, no, not like calling you Jennifer. <laughs> But, like, a lot of Jennifers tune into the program. Yeah. Yeah. Like, over the years, I, I've, I've seen that name a lot, and I always have to check where's the profile picture. Okay, yeah. no, okay, that that's Jennifer B. Okay, that's Jennifer S. All and right. there's a Jenny, Jennifer W. Right, then they'll, get, then, then they'll hit you with a Jenny. Right, and then oh, Jenny. shit. Yeah. They got yeah. me. Uh, and, and Elise said they fucking do. I'm 55. Mine came in overnight. I'm telling you. Oh no. I'm just gonna fucking look like Morgan Freeman with his sexual harassing ass. I ain't forget that story. I ain't forget that. I still can't forget shit. when he got into that car accident and I thought it was with his daughter and it was his girlfriend. I remember seeing that and um, cause I think this was like before I even knew what the fuck a Facebook was. This is when I was still seeing news on the the hip hop websites. And um, their ages were like literally inverted. Yeah, she was seventeen, and he's seven. He was seventy-one, right? Uh, I don't remember what the ages were, but it was a distinct difference, and they were inverted. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember seeing inverted numbers, and seventeen and seventy-one are the most realistic. Yeah, because if you go sixteen and sixty-one, you know, I mean, it's already Roy Moore territory. Yeah. I say it like it's only Roy Moore. I think. <laughs> I thought of Roy Moore because I was listening to an old episode of the Michael Brooks show. All right, uh, folks. Yes. Let's take a look over here at Greg Locke. So what's going on is they are planning another super spreader event. Good. All right. Uh, and, and why are they super spreader events? Let's just remind you what Greg Locke literally tells his own fucking um, uh, pastor. Congregation. Congregation. That literally congregates under a fucking circus tent. <laughs> that is actually how they congregate for his church on Sundays. Shit you not. Uh, but he says, you will not wear masks in this church. You will not wear masks in this church. I'm telling you right now, do not get vaccinated. Do not get vaccinated. All right, so Greg Locke is planning a super spreader event. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He's going to join multiple GOP politicians at a North Carolina conference. Good. All right. So on Saturday, the North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition will host a Salt and Light conference. Oh, my God. <laughs> and Phoenix Kalita told me that um, they're the salt of the earth and the light yeah. of God. Yeah. Yes. The light of God, darling. <laughs> um, they could never. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> We're members of uh, we were members of Congress, several North Carolina state legislators, and state's lieutenant governors, and various candidates for office will share the stage with the right wing pastor and unhinged conspiracy theorist Greg Locke. All right, Kyle Mentila does not like Greg Locke and just lets it be known. And now, so what Kyle went ahead and added to this uh, this article up on RightWingWatch.org. Oh no! What up? Um, okay. They might be, this uh, thing might be affiliated with, um, an org that helps homeless people. Helps. Please don't be around homeless people and be unvaccinated. Please don't. 
They have to. No. They have to, ma'am. No. They ain't be got no choice. Mm -mm. The white man, <laughs> this particular white man, must do this or nothing will work out in his life. You know that, right? Okay. You didn't know that, did you? Hmm. All right. So let's uh let's get a little bit of this heat from uh from the <laughs> Yes, ma'am. I just uh, googled the website of the place that's ho hosting the conference. Yes. Literally, their front page is a quote from Trump. Come on, man. The Faith and Freedom Coalition is the largest faith-based get-out-the-vote organization in modern American history. Quote from Donald J. Trump. And then right beneath it, the 2021 NC Faith and Freedom Salt and Light Conference. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Oh, that's this weekend, too. Sweet. So two weeks from now, let's check those COVID rates. And I love how we just recently covered the one with uh, with Coach Dave Dobenmeyer. Yeah. Where their website, the end of the article, tells you where to click, and you just come back to the top of the website. Okay, I have to read this website. Are we doing it before or after this man speaks? Because this shit is fucking hilarious. Let's do it in between. Do a All sentence, right. and he'll do a sentence. All right. <laughs> Mm. Take turns with Greg Locke. Take turns with Greg. Dot com. Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Take turns with Greg Locke. Dot com. All right. Just Tim, is, Tim is never going to speak to me again if he hears that. And let's just refresh folks on why we are laughing at that. So, uh, twice we've had Tim Woodman on the program. And Tim Woodman is a professional, seasoned, over two decades, uh, BDSM uh, pornography performer. Has his own website, takes shit very seriously, mm -hmm. takes safety very seriously, takes ethics very seriously, and is, you know, kind of like us in SJW, if yep. we're still proudly calling ourselves that. And, um, and while we're riffing on the program, we get the interview part done. That's constructive. And now we're kind of keeping it casual. And we end up making this running joke where if you put .com after any sentence, it now can be a BDSM website. And then, so we just do that, like, throughout the day, right? Like, we'll mm -hmm. just read somebody's bumper sticker or something and just put .com and then laugh about it. Right. And so take turns with greglock.com. <laughs> That is fucking hide your twinks, hide your bears, or else they're going to have to take turns with Greg Locke. Whatever, you know he's, it's just going to be a bunch of, uh, like, dominatrixes. Yeah, that's yeah. Still, I still think that that's why Alex Jones calls Nancy Pelosi a whore like that. Because he just, he's just sure that she is a dominatrix of which, with services even he can't afford. <laughs> And he really wants it. Like, he wants, like, come on, just smack me and call me a globalist. <laughs> smack like, me and call me a globalist. Come oh, on, no. just call me the N-word. I won't tell anybody. Oh, no. Call me, call me the N-word. Matter of fact, not N-word. Call me Moon Cricket. Alex Jones... Alex Jones likes to get pegged. And call the N-word. No. No? Moon Cricket? No. Nah, just, just straight up coon. No, no, no. He wants, like, some weird white like anti-white thing oh god yeah it's funny saying those out loud so you want to call him a fucking mick yeah like, yeah like a colonizer or something i don't know like yeah you, you yeah we're gonna have a donnie brook in your ass you fucking mick 
Is that what she says to him? Probably into something like that. No, I'm using slurs about Irish folks. <laughs> That's fucking foul. That's horrible. We can't yeah. do that. We can't do that. It's weird, but when you're black, you don't really care. You're just like fucking everybody has a slur for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's slurs for me in languages that I don't even speak. Man, come on, man. Hey, you just you don't even associate anyone else's slurs with any action. You're just like, what? Oh, you got called that? Did, and then did the ropes come out? We just have an attitude. We have such an attitude. We're niggas with attitude oh, on God. some level. I mean, yes. Yes, we are. God's about to bring the whole house down, ladies and gentlemen. These bunch of sex trafficking mongrels are about to be exposed. These bunch of pedophiles in Hollywood are going to be exposed for who they are. All right, Good. now, mm-hmm. now, fact is, it's not just that they're going to be exposed, and also for the folks looking at the video, yes, that it, again, like I said, they're under a fucking circus tent. Yes. It's his church. Yes. All right, they don't even have pews. They have fold-out chairs. It's fucking rowdy. And uh, but he knows who they are though as mm-hmm. well. He all does, right, yeah. That's why he keeps calling them they and not by their names. He sure does. I don't care what you think about fraudulent Sleepy Joe. He's a sex trafficking, demon possessed mongrel. He's of the left. He ain't no better than the Pope and Oprah Winfrey and Tom Hanks and the rest of that wicked crap. God is going. Huh? You said he's just saying they. Look, huh? I, look. All I know is I just want to be at a dinner party. That involves the Pope, Tom Hanks, Oprah, and Joe Biden. Like, what the fuck happened that those four people got into a room together? Uh, sex trafficking. Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking mongrels. You ain't here? Mm-hmm. You know what? See, you're not listening to the white man. That's why he has to keep talking. Don't bring he the doesn't whole- have to. He doesn't have to. House down. I said he's going to bring the whole house down. He's going to burn the whole thing to the ground. He's going to expose all these bunch of pedophiles. The White House? Is he talking about God I'm telling you, the he's... White House on fire? Just the house, it doesn't matter what he's saying. The fuck? He's yelling. He has an accent that sounds like mine. Sharp haircut. His wife is blonde. I will follow this man. In a circus tent. Yes, in a circus tent. He's going to expose Kamala Harris for the Jezebel demon that she is. For the Jezebel demon that she is. For the Jezebel demon that she is. I don't know why pastors don't talk about this. I don't know. The Jezebel demon. I... Y'all have got to let those fucking willy stories go. You got to let those stories go, but also like I peep how... Uh... Actually, no. You know what? No. Never mind. And that's where all that Joe and the Ho shit came from. <laughs> Right, you ever see like that's just straight up on bumper stickers and t-shirts and whatnot. And we're Michigan residents. We see it. We see Joe and the Ho so often. Man. God damn. Like Kamala Debbie, stop comparing her to sex workers, my nigga. Honestly. She hates them more than you. Actually, yeah, she does. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, like Kamala Kamala Debbie hates sex workers more than misogynist men. Tough stuff. Well, I do. They don't want to seem crazy. I'm already crazy. All right. I believe you. <laughs> I mean, I normally don't believe in self-diagnosis, but all right. People like, do you really think it's that much of an epidemic? Oh, Sex uh, trafficking uh, uh, mongrel. Oh, let me let Elise know in the, in the archive chat space. No, this is not comedy. 
This is act. This is an actual American pastor, <laughs> and also this is freedom of speech. Yep. All right. Like w- when you see American white leftist bemoaning that we might lose freedom of speech, it's always on behalf of guys like this. Mm-hmm. They never bemoan freedom of speech when it's anything but these guys. Yep. And this freedom of speech, yeah, causing death. Mm-hmm. Frankly, some of it causes murder as well, which mm-hmm. is also death. Mm-hmm. I've been right about all of it! We He's also been right about all of it. I don't know what it is, but it needs to go away. He's right about it. I know that. Been right about all of it! Woo! Yes! Yes! These wicked fools don't win in the end! They don't win in the end! (laughs) I'm just laughing at the last one. I'm just laughing at the last comment. Like, seriously, so this is serious? Crap is yes, that? It is this is serious. Crap, say amen. This is actually serious. I know you've never been to a church where a pastor told you to say amen after I said bullcrap. <laughs> it's better than what I want to say. <laughs> I call it real BS. Biblical stupidity. Biblical. Oh, damn. That was a hot line for that audience. <sighs> B.S. Biblical stupidity. That was a hot line for that crowd. Mm -hmm. Stupidity. So I know I wasn't going to say nothing about it, but I think I feel froggy enough. I'm going to jump right now and just say this. I am not apologizing for what I said on this platform last week. The Delta variant was nonsense then. It is nonsense now. All right, the Delta variant is nonsense. Mm-hmm. This is the guy, and, th- and this was up on August 1st. Again, this guy is who this article is about, where right-wing pastor Greg Locke is to join multiple GOP politicians at a North Carolina conference. And the Republican representatives will be Ted Budd and Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina. And they're both listed as confirmed speakers, as are Aaron Paré, uh, David Willis, Vicki Sawyer, Ted Alexander, all of whom are members of the North Carolina State Legislature. Is Madison Cawthorn the guy in the wheelchair? Cawthorn, I, I've heard that name before. I don't know if that's the wheelchair or the eye patch. My God, why is- are there so many black people at this thing? Nigga. Ew. Black people love a white Jesus, man. Ew. And I'm. It was funny because as you were saying his name, I'm looking at the list. <clears throat> Joe Arpaio is going to be there. Baby. Remember him, Joe Arpaio, the guy who had the, as he called them, concentration camps. Yeah. And he called is- his jails concentration camps. And I know for, and uh, just in case anyone has already seen what the latest news is on him. My bad, I haven't seen it yet. That's why I haven't covered it. <laughs> but there is, there's new news on our pile. Ugh. Yes. What, did he let another rapist get away? I, I don't know if he got away from himself. I'm not sure. And uh, a little bit more from the Gregster. Oh. Okay. A little bit more from the Greg machine. Can you handle it? Oh, yeah. I was going to read some of the hilarious stuff on this website for this thing he's going to be at. Oh, no. What is it? Yeah. So it's the, uh, we were talking about that Salt and Light Conference. Yes. So this is the 2021 North Carolina (laughs) Faith and Freedom Conference. They're calling, it's in beautiful Mount Airy, North Carolina. 
It is the state's premier cultural, I'm sorry, hold on. The state's premier Christian cultural awakening conference. Premier Christian Cultural Awakening Conference. What the fuck? A revival? They love tents. Why don't they just use the word revival? Because it will make people laugh and think about circus tents. Wait, why? Revival is... Big tent revival. They used to have them in tents. (laughs) Oh, I don't think they really... I don't think they're ashamed of the tent thing. (laughs) I think they, they may actually be proud of it. Uh, because yes. maybe they're saying it's a circus of love. It's definitely a circus. Yeah. Uh, the North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition Salt and Light 20. 20- Why the fuck is this name so long? This is the official name of this fucking thing. The North Carolina Faith and Freedom Coalition Salt and Light 2021 Conference. Fine. Uh, it welcomes leaders to the platform who are declaring the truth of God's word to the cultural issues of the day. This year's event brings those who are engaged on the front lines of the cultural battle to educate, equip, and encourage attendees to stand up and become part of the cultural conversation, encouraging attendees to follow biblical mandate of being salt and light. What I'm hearing a lot is of fuck the constitution. We want a theocracy. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. Uh, Some speakers include Mike Huckabee. Oh, is that, shit. Is that the one who sold people cinnamon to cure their diabetes? Yes. Yeah, that's a real thing, folks. And that's why uh, Robin Kincaid of the Head On Radio Network, uh, do not misgender Robin Kincaid, please. Uh, Robin Kincaid of the Head On Radio Network uh, calls him Mike Hucksterby. Yes. And, and, uh, and that's probably why I say Huckster so much. Uh, Mark Robinson, who is black and apparently the lieutenant governor... He has creepy uncle energy in this picture. Yeah, Uh, I hate, I I hate what, what, well, what men have done to the word uncle because I became one and like, it's like now I have to purify that word. Mm. Uh, Robert Jeffries, a senior pastor, senior pastor for First Baptist Church. Patrick Wooden, who is a bishop at a church somewhere, also black. This is disappointing. Paul Newby who is a chief justice of the new new <laughs> of the Supreme Court of North Carolina. Cuz I feel comfortable knowing that the Supreme Court justice of my state is at an event like this. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo? <laughs> That's the nigga that be in them God's Not Dead movies? Yes, he used to be at Hercules. What That's the TV. fuck? He's a fucking weirdo. Oh man. Yeah, this is so the, be good yeah, stuff. so Mike Huckabee and the God's Not Dead guy are gonna share a stage. I hope they live uh, stream it, please. Ted Ted DiBiase it. is gonna be there. Uh he used to be a wrestler, like WWE. Uh, uh, alright, well there's gonna be a lot of brothers. Brothers. <laughs> alright. It's not gay, it's just a brotherin. Dr. Ralph Reed, this dude looks like a pedophile. Uh he is the founder and chairman of the Faith and Freedom Coalition of Georgia. Ted Budd, a congressman. Pat McCrory, the former governor. And a candidate for Senate. Uh, Mark Walker, a former congressman and a current candidate for Senate. Madison Cawthorn, current congressman. Dr. Mark Harris, uh, who is the president of, I don't know, some organization. Um, Who else do we have? Oh, Mark Burns. Okay. Uh, Greg Locke. Founder and senior pastor of Global Vision Bible Church in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Uh, do you know Chris Hughes, Dr. Chris Hughes, Citizens for America? Don't know that one. <clears throat> He's going to be there. 
Um, let's see. Oh, Bo Hines, someone else running for office. Okay. Okay, and yes, uh, Matthew Cawthorn is an individual that deals with ableism and probably, well, they're Republican. I can imagine he hates the word ableism. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, they are in I, a wheelchair. I'm trying to remember, like, what it was. There was something relevant about that. Like, he himself is disabled, but, like, argued against, like, disability access or something. And oh, it like Jesus. it was something like that, but it stuck out because he was in a wheelchair and it's like, nigga, do you did did you forget like your condition? Like what the fuck? Um, let's see. Tim Moore, the current speaker of the house. Have you how many fucking people are either running for office in office have I mentioned? These people are literally plotting, according to their own words, a cultural Christian takeover. We should probably fucking be alarmed, don't you think? Also, what the fuck? <laughs> This you see, this is what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this language is used. I don't know if they're attempting to do something artsy or what, but this is called the Progressive Magazine. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a Negrotarian anti-capitalist. Yeah, I don't think Progressive really applies to me anymore. But mm-hmm. their headline on Madison Cawthorn is quote smartass cripple. Madison Cawthorn is not my wheelchair brother. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I, it just—it seems like an irresponsible headline to me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm illin'. Like, and I do be illin', folks. That's that's I'm not beyond illin'. And um, and apparently this—I'm wondering if this is about what you were talking about. We said he argued against like rights or access. Yeah. Huh. Um, so it looks like uh oh, you got more info there. Yeah, I'm looking because I actually like was googling for that article. Um, so this is just mentioning that he has a bunch of, uh, like, scandals already. So he possibly helped incite the riots at the Capitol and went on vacation and visited, visited Hitler's house, of course, lied about having a real estate business before running for Congress and having been accepted to the U.S. Naval Academy before an accident partially paralyzed him. He also fabricated stories about training for the Paralympics. Okay. Interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, Cawthorn is doing nothing but benefiting benefiting from decades-long tradition of using people's inherent ableism to separate who he is from his actions using disability. All right. Okay. Here so maybe that... Oh, did you find something? My bad. Because uh, you know how these fucking article writers are with their fucking word counts? Yeah. They just add in so many goddamn words just to fill a word count. Nigga, just give me the straight dope. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm getting to what may actually be the straight dope. And it says, um, in an appearance on the Fox Business Channel, Cawthorn said he wants to be the face of health care reform for the GOP. Uh, quote, one of the biggest failings of the Republican Party for the past few decades is just that we have not had a real plan when it comes to health care. Uh, he said, adding that his vision for equitable access to health care amounts to utilizing the free market and opening up competition. <laughs> okay. And he also says um, the problem is not uh, that the free health market has failed in health care. The problem is that it has never really been tried. Oh, so we just haven't had real capitalism yet. Oh. Uh, One of the we haven't had real capitalism yet, motherfuckers. Okay, so that's interesting. But actually, now that's interesting with that context that he's saying that. But then this article, he's lying about all his ableism shit, like lying about training for the Paralympics and shit. Yeah. Right? Lying about having all these businesses that he doesn't have. 
Okay. So that's this guy. All right. That's Cawthorn. And went to Hitler's house. Fucking white supremacists be weird as fuck. What's all like? Why do you have to go to you again, nigga? If you're in America, Hitler would have been happy to come to your house. Where did they get their ideas? McMurica, right? Because it was how the McMurica's handling their blacks. Uh, and natives, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Why, why are you revering him? But also, my thing, though, is like, again, does this guy keep forgetting he's in a wheelchair? I don't know what you thought Hitler felt about people who were not able-bodied, but <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, and Hitler I'll... would not be on your side right and, now, my friend. Yes. And folks see me shuffling on the video because I think a mosquito bit the living shit out of my wrist. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I got I got mosquitoized, which that scares me. And I mosquitoes. know it's not science, huh? Mosquitoes? Yeah, because it's not scientific, really. And also an actual educator named Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> I, in full irony, yes. an educator named Jennifer told me that it's very, very unlikely to impossible that a mosquito could bite someone with COVID and then maybe yes. carry the virus, bite you, and you catch it. Well, even if you would know if there was a risk, though. Why? Did you kill the mosquito? I never saw it. I okay. just feel the itch later. Okay. Yeah, fucker got me. Caught okay. me slipping. Uh, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, folks, it is long as hell. I could keep rocking, but that would be ableist of me. To be like, Phoenix Kalita, keep working beyond your spoon limit for the day. And uh, we are headed into 10 p.m. We do need to take it on the rest. We'll wrap it up. We have more stories, literally. Yes. That obviously it won't be the same episode, but obviously we got more funk for tomorrow. Yep. So let's bring the funk. Uh, shout out to Big Max Loco, uh, who text messages me at work. Um, I have a friend. Haha. <laughs> Well, at least I have, well, yet again, a, a friend over the internet that I interact with digitally. No, two friends. Oh, who's the other one? Hmm. You're my only, yeah, you're, I used to, I, I remember my thing used to be like, I have only one friend. <laughs> right? When there was the car crash. Yes. He almost killed my only friend. Yes. I got two friends. <laughs> Max can come over and have cheesecake and a glass of uh, fizzy giggles any goddamn time. All right. WineSolarMedia.com, PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William, Patreon.com slash Fund. I should really shout those things out at the beginning and middle of the episodes as well. Because <laughs> uh, I think that saying it only at the end may actually be hurting me at the business <laughs> side of things. It might be. It might be. <laughs> right. Uh, let's get the funk out of here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.